Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and my co-host Stephen Ellis is a part-time woodworker running Old South Woodcraft, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 45, where we're going to talk about the illusion of success. What's going on, Martina and Steven? Is it 45? I think it is. It's 45 for sure, because episode 44 was the last episode we did. Cool. Let's do it. See, we're all paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, guys? Not much. It's it's a long weekend, thank the Lord. And I'm not in Georgia right now, so that's nice. Is that where you've been all week? Yeah, that's basically where I've been for the last month. Oh, okay. I was there, I started the job on the 7th, and I have been there ever since. So, that's why I missed like two episodes ago or something, because I was actually working all day on Saturday and Sunday. Fun. Yeah. This long weekend does not benefit me. Well... Self-employed. Every day's Wednesday. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. Every day is Wednesday. (laughs) Shouldn't it be every day is Monday? No, because... Well, even if it's not for the business, it's still like something around the business that you end up doing. Yeah, it's just never ending. Totally understand. Amanda said we're going to go out of town when I'm done with this project, though. So that's something to look forward to. There you go. That's good. I'm game. That's a bonus. Well, the question is, is it just you two, or is it you two and the boys? Probably just us two. Even better. They're old enough to fend. They're old enough to watch themselves. Yeah. Well, then my mom lives here, too, if anything happens, so it's more to keep the house under control. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't worry, we only burned half of the house. The rest of it's totally fine. They'll just order a ton of pizza. You know, that's the easiest. Grubhub. Grubhub some Taco Bell. Come on now. That's the laziest thing ever of your freaking Grubhub Taco Bell. Well, I mean... You, You're going to pay more for the delivery than the food. But yeah. You'd be surprised. I, I, was, I was at Taco Bell, uh, let's see, one of, the night, one of the first nights we were working, the guys worked till nine, so you know there wasn't much open, so I stopped by Taco Bell. Somebody had Grubhubbed probably at least three bags of food. Well, you know why. Well, duh. Yeah, you know yeah. why. Yeah, duh. that that would be the reason to grub hub your food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that's safe. Yeah, I mean Taco Bell got smart by making breakfast now, so even better. Although we did find out that I don't remember if it was Uber Eats or DoorDash or what it was, but we ordered food. I think it was from Burger King one night because my wife wanted onion rings, so we got onion rings. But they have specials or had specials on. Um, DoorDash that were only through DoorDash. Yeah, I can believe that. And they weren't at the actual Burger King location. So it did end up being oddly cheaper because you got more food for the same amount of money. So it was like some package deal where you got two sets of fries, two sets of chicken fries, or something, and two sets of onion rings and two drinks or something. And it was like 10 bucks. It's just the way two corp, you know, two corporations can work together. Well, it's like anything else. Yeah, it's like, hey, we're gonna Bring sell us business. We'll give you deals. It's, or exactly, we're gonna sell more of your food if you partner specifically with us. Yep. You know, take a little, take a little off the top by making the food cheaper, but we're gonna sell more of it. So you know, that's always a good thing. So, what have you guys been watching since we haven't done that topic in a bit? <laughs> well, since now Game of Thrones is over. Thankfully, you can't say Game of Thrones anymore. But he just watched it because he just finished it. I, I still watched the final oh, episode. Yeah. But like, yeah. like here in the next little bit, it won't be Game of Thrones anymore. 
I don't know why you're so anti Game of Thrones. He likes to be a non-conformist. That's why. Brent and I had this whole conversation. I've had this conversation with multiple people, so don't just don't. There's actually plenty of non-Game of Thrones people that exist. Well, I'm sure there are, and they're far more normal than I am. So you heard it here first, folks. Steven's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> Since when have I ever been normal? When? Oh, that's funny. I like that. But, no, uh, I guess the thing that I started watching was Dead to Me. It's on Netflix. I have not watched that. You'd like it. Oh, it's 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 interesting for sure. I mean... She's funny. For one, it's got Christina Applegate. So, I mean, that just... She's funny. And then it just... It always takes me back to Married with Children. So, I've been a Christina Applegate fan for a long time. I have not watched that show yet. It's good. That's good. It's based in what? Like, it's like San Diego? It's LA area. Or LA? I can't remember. What about you, Martine? I'm still trying to think since you've asked the question. I don't know that I've been like on a huge TV kick right now. I think I want to take a pass. I've been watching what my kids have been watching. So lots and lots of Paw Patrol? Nope. Lots and lots of Scooby-Doo. Ah, yes, the scoops. Which I'm totally okay with. I know. Is it what your kids are watching, or is it what you want to watch with your kids? No. I will I will get them. We'll come home. I'll start making their dinner. And they'll say, can we watch Scooby-Doo? <laughs> I'm okay with that. Although now, at this point, we've watched every Scooby-Doo I own probably at least twice. Because they've been watching Scooby-Doo for three weeks straight. Yeah. And they're only, what, 22 minutes, probably? Because there's no commercials. No, there's there's a ton of movies. I don't think there was that many movies. Oh, you, there are. I think I own like ten, but they'll they'll want to watch a movie and then they'll switch to one that's like TV episodes. So it just depends. Last night, my daughter asked if we could watch Scooby Doo in bed, but we were already gonna watch rewatch Star Wars. Like, The Force Awakens, I think, is the one we watched. Ah, uh, okay, I was, I was getting ready to say which Star Wars. Well, we, it's because they're opening the Star Wars land at Disney World, so we're trying to get them interested in Star Wars for when we go to Disney. Anywho, let's get into freaking ten minutes later. Let's start. Let's get into it. Yeah, so, The Illusion of Success, which I I think mostly is contributed to by Instagram itself. Because people really only post the good, for the most part. And there's a few people that'll post the failures and the bad stuff, but by and large, in order to get quote-unquote the followers and the likes, you feel you have to post only the good. And I think when people post their tools, is really where this came from for me. You get so many comments about your tools or about your shop in general. I don't know if you've had that happen to you yet, but I've had it a few times more recently. I don't think I'm as famous on Instagram as you are. I don't think it has anything to do with lack of fame here. <laughs> because I definitely lack the fame as well, so <laughs> that can't be it. But it's weird because I've gotten... I mean, I've seen other people's like YouTube comments where I'll, I'll watch a video and I'll scroll through the comments. And some of the comments will be, yeah, sure, I can build that too if I had a $40,000 garage. Or, yeah, I can do that too if I had a $1,500 domino or whatever the comment is. But that's kind of where this came from is people that see a tool or they see a project and they immediately go into the negative. Like, you don't need a domino to build the same thing. You just like to be a troll. In my mind, anyway. I just, like, I feel like it's such a crutch to, like, blame someone having a tool for your inability to be creative or be able to handcraft something yourself. Correct. Well, and even then, you use this excuse that you don't have the tool or whatever, but then you have a $70,000 car. <laughs> it's like, I have a... You know, a car that's worth maybe $3,000. I don't have a $60,000, $70,000 car. It's like, I think it's all about priorities and what you choose to spend your money on. Like, 
we don't go out very often. We don't go out to eat very often. A lot of people go out to eat all the time. Like, I think it's all priorities, and people are screwing up priorities with just, like, I don't know. It It's just irritating to me. You're a lot calmer than I thought you were going to be. Um, give it probably five minutes or so. <laughs> I think it's so hard because, like, people just think they understand you and what you're doing and how much you make based off these 15-second clips of your life, and they have no idea. And it's like, really, you could just ask the question... Like, hey, did you buy your $30,000 laser? Were you given your $30,000 laser? Not that you owe anybody the explanation, but that's, I just think it's BS. Like the way it's, you know, the keyboard empowerment type thing, how I've talked about before, that mm-hmm. that has, the price of your equipment has nothing to do with anything because you still have the creativity behind your designs and the education to be able to put the design into production. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get it overnight, <laughs> for one. And I certainly was not giving it for free to whoever bought that, which I thought was absurd. It's like, yeah, okay. There are content creators that have gotten twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 machines for free before. I can tell you that I am not one of them. I'm not that important. You're not a content creator. You are a, you are a maker dealing with the... Dealing with the uh, the hustle and the struggle. Do you, I always wonder, like, these companies that send out these big ticket item tools to makers and then they just sit in their shops, if they ever have regrets sending that out or if they're ever like, can we have our equipment back because clearly you're not using it and getting us the advertisement that we expected. I don't know. I've heard some people say that, you know, it's like they got a big piece of equipment, but it's like on a one-year sort of rent or lease sort of thing. It's like, all right, they've got the next year to make X number of videos or content with it, and then it'll go back. Some of them have deals like that, and then some just straight up get it with no obligation whatsoever. Then there's some that get it, and then they have to make so many videos, and then there's some that they get it, and they're allowed to keep it as long as they refer a certain number of sales. So there's, I mean, there's all types of ways it happens. Marketing schemes, I guess. Which, I get it. You want to use bigger channels to get your brand out there. It's totally a marketing tactic. Totally understand. Sometimes I don't understand who they pick. I understand if you you pick a welder and you give them welding equipment and they have 300,000 followers. I don't really understand if you pick a welder and then you give them, I don't know, like a bandsaw. Like it just, like a wood cutting bandsaw, not a metal cutting bandsaw. Or if you gave them, I don't know, some kind of machine that has nothing to do with the craft that they're doing. And that's more of what I see on that side. Like I see more like the jack of all trades channels that start getting tools from random places and then their brand suddenly changes and now includes this. Like it, they were primarily woodworking and all of a sudden they are metalworking and they're all doing all this other stuff that originally was not part of their brand, which I'm fine if you want to expand your brand, but at least like show that you're expanding your brand before you automatically get free stuff. Send me a MIG welder, please. Or doing <laughs> like It's like, oh... I do a bunch of woodworking, and then Saturday comes along, and all of a sudden, a huge welding stack of equipment shows up, and you're like, now sponsored by, all of a sudden, I'm doing metal. Like, <laughs> like that's what I thought was funny on some of these, is they're one thing, and then overnight, they get sponsored for something else, and now they have a new channel. You know what? But I've never seen them do that kind of work before. The negative comments I get will be see how i put this and not sound super angry about it that i get to be a full-time maker because i'm a kept woman oh what yeah wow wow that's wow i'd be really pissed yeah who so yeah (laughs) wonder how amanda feels about that so (laughs) mm. i'm not even sure what to say it's just stupid. Like, honestly, I make money. I contribute to my family. I'm not doing this stuff for free. And I'm putting in 
40 plus hours a week, whether it's hands-on building, editing my website, responding to messages, any of this. You know what I mean? Going to events and getting my name out there. But I get to just do it because my spouse makes money. I don't, they don't know how much she makes or what she does either. So yeah, don't be, a, don't be a D-bag. I just don't understand these messages that like some people choose to send out and just word vomit to you. Haters gonna hate. I will say that the majority of messages I get are usually legitimate questions. Like, what kind of machine do you have? Can you tell me settings you use for this? Like, what kind of machine would you recommend for somebody getting started? Those are all questions that are fine. But when you get comments on your posts that are like, yeah, sure, I can make that too if I had $30,000 of equipment. Bust your ass and get $30,000 worth of equipment. Like, if you feel you have to have the equipment to do it, then you're clearly in the wrong sector because I could still make this stuff back before I had $30,000 of equipment. I busted butt to get a track saw, like, and that's not $30,000. That's four, five hundred bucks after taxes and buying the rails and everything. But, yeah. like, that was hard to spend that money but it's increased Mm -hmm. productivity and it's paid for itself same with you making the decision to buy your newer laser excuse me lease your newer laser let's get clear there um so (laughs) (laughs) yes okay thank you so i'm glad you brought that up it is something i am paying for monthly i did not drop 30k in one shot like i don't have that kind of money right so it's but you have to weigh the benefits like could you increase productivity increase your production yeah well which is productivity but like produce more goods produce faster goods produce higher quality goods and do now you can do different materials than you're able to do before so is that worth it and going to take your business further than you're able to with your smaller laser it it is and it has so yes go for it like Stephen's saying, haters are always going to hate. There's always going to be negative responses. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it just gets really hard to ignore them. And that's where I think I'm at right now is I'm having a little social media burnout. And I'm actually getting messages about like, where are you? You're not storing as much as you normally do. And I started to a little bit yesterday. But it's really hard because I feel like I shouldn't have to justify what I'm doing all day long to prove that. I deserve to be full-time and I'm earning my keep in my family. You know, like my family doesn't care how hard I'm working. They, You know what I mean? That doesn't, mm-hmm. that's not part, like, it's kind of hard to explain. They could care less what I'm doing as long as I'm I happy. You, you know what I mean? So why do yeah. I feel that I need to justify to my, this following and everything, what I'm doing and how hard I'm working? So that's, it's making me reevaluate and, I just don't think that it should be okay for someone to feel confident enough to send that message of negativity or of judgment. But I've said that several times before. Mm-hmm. It's don't be a jerk. Like you're not, you're never going to say that stuff to my face. Don't feel that you can say it to me in a DM or in a comment. Yeah. Armchair cowboys. I agree with you. Well, and with the laser and everything, well, I mean, you guys knew how much I struggled to even pull the trigger on signing a lease on that thing. You talked you talk to me for three months before you did anything with Dude, that laser. I researched it for six. I know. You talked about it for a long time. And, like, because I, I, it was to the point where I was like, you know what? Shoot, I'll look for lasers on the East Coast and see if I can find anything. It's like, you never know. I might be able to ship one from the East Coast on a pallet. You never know. I mean, I went through and deals fell through on three used ones before I got the one I did. Yeah. But I also made the decision that I was going to invest in that and tried to, like you said, Martina, increase productivity and speed and everything else associated with what I was doing. And I chose to, instead of buy a new car, which my car is 15 years old, I chose to buy a new laser. And make monthly payments on that as if it were my new car. So I chose to put my money into something that could hopefully make me money and try to keep my car alive in the process. That's what I chose to do. So it's all about decisions. I mean, if you are saying, 
well, I could do that too if I had $30,000 of equipment. Okay, well, did you buy a new car in the last two years and you didn't really have to? Like, it's all about priorities. I know people, they get a new car like every two years because they can. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. But That's, yeah. that's why it's annoying when it's like, oh, well, you're, it's just coming easy to you. Like, you're getting these orders and you're not having to work for it. And it's like the illusion of your success. And it's like, no, the reality is the grind. The reality is that I'm busting butt trying to get my name out there and trying to get orders and trying to line up deals and get my name out there and make high quality product and still take time to learn new techniques and make good quality things at a, not, I don't want to call it an affordable price, but an achievable price. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it's a grind. It's not, do I feel successful? Yes. Is that measured differently to everyone? Yes. But I don't think that I've like truly made it or, and I don't, wouldn't say that I've made it as a full-time woodworker or anything like that. I have so much to learn. I'm, you know, so it's the reality is the grind. It's the success is the illusion. Yeah. Well, and another thing that goes along with this is from your perspective, when people say, oh, you're lucky to be full-time, I totally get where you're coming from that it's really hard it's a lot of expense it's difficult totally agree and on my side i get the oh well you have a full-time job so it's easier to afford your stuff in your workshop no like i take zero money from my actual full-time job for my side business see that's i definitely feel like i'm one of those people that think that where it's nice that you have but i think it's more the fact that you have the backup of having a steady paycheck. Yeah. So you can use that electively to upgrade a tool or to buy additional tools. I could electively. I just choose not to. Right. But I think where I'm struggling at is trying to figure out some sort of passive income or a quicker project to make in order to increase my funds in order to outfit my shop better. That's where I'm struggling mm-hmm. because I'm full-time. So it's like I take on these big projects and that's a good amount of income. But then this project I'm working on right now is going to take me six or six weeks or so to accomplish because it's freaking big. I can't lift it off my yeah. workbench on my own. So I have to wait for somebody to come and help me lift it down. You know, taking the time to deliver it, all that stuff you have to think about. I can try and be fast, but there's still only, there's going to be limitations to how quick I can do it. And then you get to the point where it's like, okay, now I got to the point where I could finish this. So that's what, now I really can't build anything else because I can't have sawdust in here or anything like that to ruin this finish that's drying. So I think that would be, that's something I need to figure out though. Like, I have the CNC, I could run that, but at the same time, my dust boot only picks up so much dust. Like, I can't run that while paint drying. I would build an enclosure. Finding the time to build the enclosure. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, it's, I feel like. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally get it. I always feel like I'm on this hamster wheel. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I keep, you feel like you're going really fast and making strides, but you've gone absolutely nowhere. That's. Like, that's my constant state as a full-time woodworker. So if anyone thinks I'm super successful, just know that, like, I'm just stuck on a loop. That reminds me of, I don't remember if it was the trailer to a movie. It might have been, like, Pets 2, I can't remember. Or Secret Life of Pets 2. But it was a hamster running on the wheel. And then he got off, he's like, I'm running and running and running all day, and I don't seem to get anywhere. It's like, that pretty much is how it feels that was yeah that was pretty much yeah that's it in a nutshell right there yeah i mean so if anyone wants to go full-time i've had it well if you want to start a side (laughs) business that relies only on the income from the side business period it's difficult like even this month i it's gonna be a stretch to make the monthly payments so it's not easy i guess that's the only thing i'm glad about that i don't have any leases for any of my equipment So I am pretty anti-loans or leases when it comes to business stuff, but there are certain things that I probably wouldn't go get a loan and get a bunch of tools all at once because, for one, you don't really know all the time what you need. Like, if you need every single one of them, that's one thing. 
But if you're getting a bunch of different tools because you think you need them because social media told you you do, wrong. Like, sit down and actually make a plan for what you want to do and figure out the tools you actually need. Because I have a bunch of tools that kind of just sit there at the moment that I bought over the years. And it was because I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do over the last five years. So I have tools that basically progress with me. Like I started with like a scroll saw and a bandsaw, and then I kind of slowly started going towards laser. And now it's like I do more laser stuff, and my woodworking tools get used a lot less. Yep. But it's because you're not a woodworker. I'm not a woodworker. <laughs> you're not a woodworker. I don't bother. Which is which will be which will be our next episode. Are you a woodworker? Are you this? Are you that? Are you, you know, what are you? I am I'm a hamster. An artist. You're an artist. A hamster. <laughs> I'm an artist hamster. I'm a little hamster that carries like an art board while running and falling over himself. That's pretty much how I feel. <laughs> you're spinning you're falling off the wheel. Yeah. But even the that's last how, that's how I felt all week. Well that's the thing, right? So the last the reason why this month has been difficult is because of trying to make a progression for the business, I guess is how you'd put it. So it's one of those things like I took a step back to hopefully go two steps forward. It may or may not work. Who knows? But it made it so that it was because I was putting all my focus on this other stuff. It made it so I wasn't posting to Instagram much. It made it so I wasn't really trying to seek out or push for custom work. And I kind of just focused only on the side thing, side hustle, which has been building out an e-commerce website, which is not easy to do, and getting all that set up, and then making the new product, the logo kits, and figuring that out, then writing tutorials and all this other stuff. Like it's a lot of work to do anything. And if you want to like truly put out a product that you want people to enjoy and stand behind and highly rate and recommend to others, you need to put in the work. You can't just slap it out there and expect people to love it. I think that's one thing is people see something somebody else made and they made money from it. And they're like, oh, I can do that in two seconds. And they go whip something up and they're like, oh, this is great. But they don't put any thought into how to sell it they don't put any thought into how to make it look good how to differentiate it from other people they just throw it out there and expect it to sell and then they get all bummed out when it doesn't and then they're like oh i'm a failure i give up like <laughs> like newsflash like i've come out with probably 15 things that never sold shit happens yeah but it's one of those things on instagram i think that people see other people having success at something, they don't see the glacier underneath the water that got them to be successful at something, and they think it's an overnight success, which it's not. Sorry to break your bubble, but... Yeah, that's how it is for me. Everyone thinks, like, oh, you must make, like, a ton of money and charge so much and blah, blah, blah. And it's, no, like, I had no other option. I mean, obviously, I could have got some desk job or something like that, but... yeah. I couldn't do my previous job, and that's why I've thrown myself into this. And I've said before, I wish that I would have had more time to develop skills, my arsenal of tools and everything before I did this. But I'm like a lot doing a lot physic doing a lot better physically because I'm not tearing apart my shoulder every even more than it's already torn up. I am mentally doing better because my job previously was really hard so it's beneficial and i feel successful in that way but it's like it's exhausting like i lay and like i fall asleep at night and then i wake up and i just have like these nightmares of i guess it's like not truly a nightmare because now i'm awake but like oh that piece of furniture that's sitting in my garage is now like broken like it didn't work out i did something wrong and i need to go check up on it it's like this is the most stressful thing ever so if you guys want to see more of that that's fine i'll let you in on all those like crazy thoughts that i have of like how terrifying this is to 
put every all your eggs in one basket. But close friend stories. You should do close friend stories. That's what it is. I do those all the time. I know. I know. Yeah. I feel good. I'm a close friend. I I get to see. I get to see behind the curtain. It's like a makers only list. I feel like because so many people that have ordered from me or follow me locally follow my stories that I don't want to have them see my frustrations if that makes sense why are you so close sorry i was i was reaching for something so <laughs> um i was like do i need to speak up but i feel like <laughs> i don't i guess i don't want to turn them away with my frustrations of running the business you know what i mean so i feel like other makers will appreciate it but i don't want clients or customers to think that like I hate what I'm doing. It's just stressful what I'm doing. I don't hate it. So I don't want it to get misinterpreted. So I feel like I it's like a maker's only list. That way other makers understand. Wow. I can relate. And they can relate to it. Exactly. It's like the teacher it's like the teacher's lounge at school. You know, teachers can't audibly express in front of all their students their frustrations, so they go back and behind closed doors with other teachers that understand the frustrations and voice I mean, their concerns. There's always something frustrating. Coffee no matter what we do, because it could be something like, I don't know, you've been paint. well, in my case, I've been painting something for the last week, and then I go to assemble it, and one tiny little drop of CA glue drops on the paint, and then that section has to be redone. Like, it is extremely frustrating, and you kind of have that moment where you're like, why do I do this? <laughs> like, that's where it goes, and it's it's not all what is it butterflies and rainbows or whatever they say sunshine and rainbows yeah thank you it's a lot of crap like you have to deal with a lot of crap that's why success is an illusion well not only are you dealing with a lot of crap from like things going wrong but then you're dealing with crap from keyboard warriors that just i swear they're they're job in life is to just try to put other people down that blows my mind like how can that make you feel good i've always wondered how but i guess that's a whole i don't know different thing i i mostly see it on youtube videos where they're like trolling uh people and they're like either i can do that with that kind of money or why the hell would you mix well this one was for chris salamoni with the uh crayola table project where he melted the crayons into the table in like a recess. Like, why would you ever do that? Why would you ruin a completely good wordworking piece? Like, it's an artistic expression. Like, dude, just deal. Have you seen uh, Myers Woodshop's complaints about all his colored pencil stuff? Oh, yeah. His is funny. Like, why would you waste all those good colored pencils? Yep, I've seen those. <laughs> waste good colored pencils. I didn't realize that colored pencils were such a commodity item. <laughs> It's so annoying. Like, I think this this is why I keep saying I'm going to get into YouTube, but I'm so reluctant because I keep seeing all these freaking trolls out there. Like, I saw 3x3's uh, Tamar's post the other day. She did some stories because she was getting trolled on her YouTube, and some guy told her that she's just the face for what her husband has taught her how to do, and she just freaking grammar corrected him as her response, and I was like, I love this so much for you just not stooping to their level and taking the time to still respond to these negative comments. But like, that's good for you. I don't think I would be as kind. That's a good way to handle it. Although I do troll all of our bot comments on the MVP page all the time. Oh, I've seen those. Those are, (laughs) it does make my day. It it really does. I'm like, I'm like, who already responded? I was like, this is things been up for 30 seconds. I'm still waiting for our free shirts that we're supposed to get. That same account keeps telling us they're going to send us stuff. And I keep saying, we're going to display it if we get it in. And they haven't sent it up to us yet. I don't think you ever will. (laughs) That cracks me up. It's kind of funny. They make me laugh when I comment back to them. And then they delete their comment that they did on our page. I'm like, yes, good for me. That makes me feel successful. Well, you gotta love the trolls, right? But this, I think it's just been this past week that kind of just set me on edge. Apparently, I'm not allowed to um, not work on projects 24 hours a day and dedicate all my time to just building Why not? projects for other <laughs> people's and not take any personal time. 
Yeah, that that really. I I that, I will. Go ahead. So go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like that left the worst taste in my mouth this week, and it was really hard to bounce back from and focus and build for other people. Yeah. Yeah. What I want to say was that I give you major props for your discussing your uh, one of your original builds <laughs> that didn't quite go as planned and over time has not has not held up successfully. But you accepted that you know this was one of your original pieces, and at that point you didn't quite know as much as you do now. And if you could go back and do it again with what you know now, it would be completely different. JT had commented on it and he said thousand pound weight capacity or something like that. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, I love JT. I think I feel like that's kind of my responsibility of having an Instagram and showing what I do. It's just progression. Like I don't want to become complacent in my building habits. I want to learn learn how to do things better and learn how to do things right. Clearly that wasn't right, but you know, you're following Pinterest and like learning how to do stuff from there and that you're following plans and they're saying, you know, drill these pocket holes every six inches. So it's like, do as I told, I'm told, but there's easy, easier for one. Cause if you just glue and clamp way easier than drilling all those holes, but there's easier and better ways to build things and progress your skills. And I got some negative feedback from, what I was saying about pocket holes. But like I said in my stories was, if I'm going to sell furniture full time, I shouldn't sell it this way. I think it's a great beginner's tool. Still stand by that. So you can get comfortable using tools, how to assemble furniture, all of this things. And pocket holes still have their place in woodworking, but that was not the right place for them. So when people are messaging me, should you know, should I take my Craig Jake back that I just bought? And no, learn it, use it. You'll find ways to use it, but it's just not used for everything. It's real good at building boxes, like cabinets. If you're building cabinet boxes, pretty good. Yeah, like that's it, great for exactly cabinetry. That's what it's pretty much designed to do. I. Abuse pocket holes for the carcasses of this console that I'm doing right now, but then the door, the door fronts, like to do the framework for the shaker cabinets. I spent all day yesterday learning how to do tongue and groove on the table saw, so that's assembled correctly with a dado sack and not a stop, saw stop. Unfortunately, you know what? You could probably do tongue and groove so much quicker with a tongue and groove plane. I mean, super quick. Flip it around, you cut all your... Then I have to spend money for that plane, and I have the table saw, and I have the dado stack. But how long did it take you to set up the tongue, the, set up to do the tongue and groove on the, on the table saw? Well, now I know, so I'll be faster next time. But between YouTube videos and everything like that, and screw-ups, and lunch breaks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then ruining, using my test piece at... My final piece has one of my right, test right. pieces. <laughs> so, but I mean, now I know. Like, now I have that skill, and next time it's only going to take the time of setting up the dado stack. So, it's not that big of a deal. Okay. Well, the only reason I say that is because I have I found the tongue and groove plane the other day. That's a combination tongue and groove plane where you just flip the uh, the reference fence, and you can cut cut your all your tongues and then flip the fence and cut all your grooves, and they're automatically set at the same distance. If I had Trevor's router table, I could also do tongue and groove that way. Hey, barter. <laughs> I know if, if I had that $3,000 piece of equipment, I could totally do it too. You know what? You could probably build those doors with like, you could probably do that with like dominoes too if you had a domino. I could probably do a lot if I had a domino, but I could still get by without not without having a domino. I still want one, but... My uh, suggestion is learn how to barter, because that's how I got a lot of my stuff. If you want new tools, yes. I'm just learning how to use what I have in multiple ways, since I don't get sponsored. I don't get sponsored either. That wasn't a burn at you. Hand-tool people never get sponsored. It's because you're anti-everything. 
No. You don't like to post your tools. You don't like to post you using your tools. No, he likes to post his tools. You don't tag companies. I do. I do. I love to post my tools. But the thing is, I gotta get new tools to post. I, you know, I can't be can't be posting the same tools all the time. <laughs> different angles, exactly. man. Different angles. Different angles. Different angles. Got to do a throwback. You know, got to do a flashback Friday, throwback Thursday. Do do videos of you using them. That'll probably help. <laughs> well, apparently, a friend of mine posted uh, like that. I should just make videos with like no with with very little background noise, no music, of just a plane cutting wood, like just just going across the wood. We've told you. And this. apparently, it's one of those uh, ASMR or whatever videos or something. I don't know what it is about. I'm like. Like, I don't know. I have I don't no know idea. ASMR is. It's basically, it's like one of those, like, white noise sounds. Right. Like, it's very, it's like a very satisfying sound. Like, okay, cool. I don't know. Do it. People want to see your face. No one wants to see my face. So just show Trust your me. hands. They don't, They only care about the plane. Well, I'm doing, I'm trying to do my best, you know, I'm trying to do my best Ryan impression in my, whenever I do story and just have my left hand in there pointing at things and going back and forth. I got to do my best Ryan uh, impression. Why don't you do your best Steven? There is no Steven impression. It's one of a kind. You cannot do an impression of, you know, of a masterpiece. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave that one there. <laughs> <laughs> I think this whole past week has just been more eye-opening to how things can be with people and that things are happening that really aren't. Because I spent less time posting and stuff, and more time focusing on like website stuff, and then I'd read comments. And I should just not have read comments. Mm-hmm. Just just ignore comments. I occasionally get a little bit of hate. But it's mostly because it's people that are looking for, for hand tools and they can't find them where they're at. And they're like, where do you find this? How do you get this? I'm like, that's one of the things I go after. I'm not, you know, I'm not going after trying to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars to get a stupid domino. Don't need a domino. Well... I think it all depends on what you want to do. If you want to do a lot of things that require joinery, like how the domino helps, and it helps your workflow production-wise, it makes sense. If you want to do primarily handle stuff like you do, it wouldn't make sense. So a lot of it just depends on what you want to make. But I will say that, and this could probably be its whole episode on its own. And we've kind of touched on it before, but the whole like social media making you think you need things that you really don't need. Yes, that is, uh, that's entirely possible. And a lot of that's just because people are sponsored and being sponsored is fine. And there's some people that are sponsored and you can tell, but you don't really care that they are. Like, it doesn't feel like they're pushing it down your throat. And then you have the people mm-hmm. that do nothing but push it down your throat. And there's some that make you think you need tools or supplies that are fantastic. And in reality, you may not need them. And they may not be that good. It just depends. I just do your research. Like, even people yeah. come to me and they're like, well, you have an epilogue, so I should get an epilogue. And I say, I think you should get whatever you feel you need to get. I... Yeah, sure, I like epilogue, but if it's out of your budget, don't take on expenses you don't need. And if you're between, like, multiple machines, just go see them in person. Like, there's trade shows all over the place that have the uh, uh, epilogue, Trotec, Universal, Full Spectrum, Laguna. Like, they all go to trade shows. Go see them all in person. What the heck is a Zing? A Zing? Full Spectrum. Or it's an epilogue. That's what I thought. Cause it looked just like it looked just like an epilogue. It's the entry level epilogue line. Gotcha. Okay. Well, a friend of mine just got a zing. Apparently. I mean, they're they're nice. I'm not going to say they're not, but they're also not cheap. No, I mean he's doing some pretty pretty good custom work, but he's doing a lot of leather, so I imagine a lot of his stuff is smaller. Yeah. He can drop it in there and do whatever he needs to do. With well, and there's like all kinds of reasons why you'd get something over something else. 
like a lot of people have glowforges. Just you know, if you have a glowforge, just know you can't do anything tumbler wise because there's no rotary attachment. So if you want to do rotary stuff, I would not suggest a glowforge. But it's things like that. You need to do your research because if you don't do your research, you're going to get either into a financial situation that you can't afford or you're going to get something that you don't need or you're going to get something that doesn't fit your needs. So you might get a machine that you think is going to fit and then you start doing something and find out it's not going to. So just try to ask people that will give you an honest answer. Maybe we need to do an episode about the things that you don't probably ever really need in your shop. Well, I don't think that's accurate either. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're building. Because it might be needed in somebody's shop, just not yours necessarily. Mm. Like, I don't use hand tools, so I wouldn't have them in my shop. But your whole shop is hand tools, so. Yes, but the thing is, is you have a jointer and a planer. Yeah. Is it something necessary, though, is a nice set of chisels. Because you can do a lot of work with a nice set of chisels, a lot of detailed sort of work that you couldn't do with a big machine. If you're a woodworker, yeah. Not a laser guy. Yes, if you're a woodworker. I think we've established that nobody thinks I'm a woodworker, so. <laughs> hey, you well, you can use it you can use a chisel to finesse some of your signs. If the laser can't do that, I got problems. <laughs> Well, if you got a piece that some for some reason is not fitting because you put glue or you put too much paint on it, you can just go through and just trim that little little sliver off as opposed to trying to sand it. Mm-hmm. I have my ways, don't worry. You have your ways. I have a rant that will break up this argument. Being full time with this illusion of success, I also get uh, told all the time, you don't really work, even though I have to you know, shop for materials, purchase materials, unload them, assemble them, make them pretty, deliver them. Why do people think you don't work? People tell me all the time. I have no I think, I don't know if it's because I make my own hours or what, but I'm like, how do you think this stuff gets built? I'm so confused by what you meant by people don't think you work. How do they not think you work? Yeah. Well, it's not like you really work. It's not like you have a real job. That's what I get told. I'll just shove it. That's what I would do. That's the polite way. Well, I was going to finish for something else, but I decided <laughs> to keep it PG. We're getting a lot looser with our vocabulary in the past few episodes. so That's because, you know, some people set you off. But yeah, that's what I get told by personal friends, by Instagram. That's absurd. Yeah, it's a really crappy blow. Well, especially if it's your friends. Yeah. Like, so what gives I, them the right? <laughs> I have. I feel like I work harder now than I did before. It's just not as physically demanding, but it's more time. I, I don't know that it's more time consuming because I'm actually in the house. I don't have a commute and all that, but. And it's not 12 straight hours, but I, it's definitely more time because it's constant like I get constant messages I may not respond to them all the time but I get you know I'll wake up to inquiries in the morning and finally respond to them or have to return phone calls so I'm definitely working and working harder than before I feel a lot of our stuff is well at least you and I I think agree on this is the administrative side of running a business kind of consumes you garbage (laughs) I can't wait till the day like I will feel successful. The day you can hire somebody. <laughs> the day I can hire, even if it's just like an intern that will do my books for me. That will make me feel like I've made it. But then I'm not going to want to pay them. So just having enough enough work for them to do and for me to justify paying someone, I would feel successful, I think. But I'll probably still do it myself. I totally agree with you. Like, if I could hire somebody to do just books, that would be awesome. Unmute yourself, Steven. What would you say as you're yelling at the computer? With no sound on. Sorry, I didn't realize I was still muted. I was just saying, you. so you're wanting to find like a child accounting prodigy? No, I want... So you don't have to pay them? No, I want someone that really knows what they're doing. I just don't want to actually have to hire them. Like, I want enough business and enough income to feel that it would be a weight lifted off my shoulders to have someone doing it. But I'll still do it myself because I want to 
have all that income still in my pocket. Well, that's the biggest thing, right? We justify doing it ourselves because it's going to save us a bunch of money. <laughs> but in reality, it probably costs us more money in certain situations. Probably. Probably. Yep. We'll still be continued. Well, we'll still start to be like a learned process. I'll learn when to finally organize my business differently to where that would make me more productive and I can make more money in order to pay them and not fill it. But it's, I mean, it's still a new gig being doing this full time. We've only been doing it for legitimately like a year or so. A year and a half. I think. So yeah, like you're getting your. I'm still getting my feet wet, man. Yeah, getting your feet wet in business because you. You're basically getting, and I think we've talked about this before, but you're basically getting like a trial by fire MBA where you're learning a bunch of stuff that people went to school for that there's no real training for in reality. And it's different depending on where you live. Like tax laws in California are different than tax laws in Nevada, which are different than tax laws in South Carolina. And collecting sales tax in one state is different than another state. Collecting or paying your sales tax is different in one state versus another state. Doing e-commerce is completely different. Doing in-person sales and quoting is completely different. Like every aspect is its own thing you have to figure out. And you spend a lot of time doing that. It's such a time suck. Like I spent an hour at the tax office just asking questions about sales tax. Just sales tax, which is kind of an absurd amount of time (laughs) to just ask questions about the sales tax portion. Because then there's not only the pain in collecting that sales tax, but then there's the other side where you can be exempt from having to pay sales tax. And when is that? an option and when is it not an option and when do you have to pay use tax instead of sales tax like it's just it's confusing and if you're running your own business you have to know all this unless you hire an accountant or somebody that knows this stuff yeah that's the hard part too is like you don't realize you need to know it until you should have known it yeah. already you find out because you get a letter in the mail that's not pleasing yeah because <laughs> i actually when i went to talk to the tax office for an hour while i was there they were like have you filed your taxes for the first quarter of the year and i said i haven't gotten any kind of letters saying i needed to so i thought that i didn't have to until the next quarter because i didn't file the business until like march 20th or something which is oh then you have the fiscal year versus yeah the calendar so it's the calendar year and it it had to be filed by March 30th. Like, I just started the business, like, just slightly before that. And she said, don't worry, we'll we'll file it while you're here and you won't have any kind of late fees. It's like, well, it's That's good. good to know that I just showed up and happened to need to do this. Like, that would have been a situation where, thankfully, I hadn't sold anything in Nevada in the first quarter of the year. So I just had to say what I made and I didn't have to worry about actually paying any sales tax for the the first quarter. But that's one of those I didn't know. If I didn't stop by the tax office that day, I wouldn't have known until I got another letter in the mail saying, hey, you didn't pay. Didn't know I had to. (laughs) Like, I don't know how often you guys have gotten letters like that. It's like, oh, by the way, they're not pleasing. No. And this is why I don't really, like making this a business is, is, is kind of irrelevant to me. Like, I don't want to make it a business because I don't want to ruin what it is that I'm doing by having to constantly worry about things like that. Well, then don't. <laughs> yeah, keep it Yeah, keep it a side hustle. I'm not going to. That's the thing. I've decided I'm not going to. If somebody wants me to build them something, yeah. But I'm not, like, going out of the way to do, any, do anything anymore. Because, one, I don't have time. <laughs> I haven't had time in the last month to do anything. And, two, I don't... Like, it's just not, it's not worth it to, you know, keep everyone happy and then try to keep the government happy as well. I can tell you right now, you're not going to keep everybody happy. Because when am I going to be happy? So as long as you go in knowing that you're not going to keep everybody happy, that'll help you a little bit. Just pour salt on them, they'll be fine. That <laughs> Pouring salt doesn't solve all problems, just so you know. It does, it does. It kills slugs real well. If you think if you think about bad things as slugs, then if you pour salt on it, it's totally fine. Well, I would just say, <laughs> if you if you want to make it a business, make it a business. If you want it to be fun and enjoyable, keep it a side hustle. <laughs> don't make it a business. <laughs> keep it a side hustle. Keep it a hobby. Don't even try to sell stuff. Just keep it a side like thing. Make it fun. Yep. I think Trevor and I are just a little bitter and worn out this week. So if anyone hates this episode, I'm sorry, but. Real life has happened. Yeah. 
Y'all, y'all. The thing is, is for for being so salty from from getting the messages I've gotten from you two this week and being so salty. This episode has not been that salty. We've gotten tamer. Y'all are shameful. Y'all are shameful. We also work it out in that moment so we can progress and move past it and get back to work. But it's I'll complain about it, and then as the week moves on, I let it go. I don't, I try not to let it stick with me. Yeah, because if you dwell on it, you're not gonna. Yeah. It's not going to get you anywhere. But I need to get it out in that moment, or I'm just going to be stuck in that moment, like, and not be able to work past it. Correct. So I need to vent and let it out when it happens. So I like to I like to share the salt with everyone. Just everyone. That way, you know, in case somebody else realizes that, you know, things are not going well, or, you know, there's salt to be poured out for some reason, you know, everyone can jump on the bandwagon. Well, there's always something that, I mean, we're talking first world problems, right? <laughs> there's always going to be something that is not going well during the week. Of course not. It's just a matter of whether you let it bother you enough to stop doing other stuff. I tried not to let it. I'm not always successful, but I try. But anyway. It bothered me so much this week that I ended up spending a whole day reorganizing the garage and cleaning and getting rid of stuff. So that's so that was pretty brutal. That's my mission for today. Whatever the reason may be. I feel like it's not a good idea to work with power tools because no. I'm so distracted. So like with last week's episode of being safe, if I'm raging, let me not turn on my table saw. That's not a good idea. So then it's, I have to use this time wisely. Like I can't just sit and throw a temper tantrum. I mean, I kind of did throw a temper tantrum and clean up my garage, but I also freed up a ton of space and now I could move around easier and work a little bit faster. So I was responsible. Well, if you want to throw a temper tantrum, find a Harbor Freight tape measure and then just, you know, let it all out on the tape measure. (laughs) It did feel like um, when I cut up that coffee table, I felt like office space when they (laughs) destroyed the copy machine. Destroyed the computer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, I feel like this is some dramatic moment, but this is garbage. Like, hey, you do what you need to do. It's your version of a punching well, bag. No, it like I wasn't mad at it. I really was like, there's no reason to save this wood. I don't have a burn pit. I have to cut it up and throw it away. So, but it just felt like this. Yeah. Weird. Like it could have been some weird like montage or something like that. So. You should have made it a montage. <laughs> that would have been fun. But yeah. Anyway. Does your soul feel better about your $30,000 expense? A little bit. Good. Yeah, that I'm still paying for for the next four years. Yeah. I do feel like it was a, um, what's the Seinfeld thing? Festivus? Like a Festivus episode? Are, y- are y'all better now? Are your, are your grievances aired? Are you feeling better? <laughs> yeah. Airing your grievances? Yeah. There we go. It That's was... But th- I was trying to think of the name of the Festivus. Yeah, airing... Yeah. Airing of the grievances. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. It was our own mini well, therapy. Yeah, and that everyone here understands. Sometimes you need that mini Festivus therapy. Festivus for the rest of us. Find you a tribe that understands what you're going through so you have people to vent and talk it out with. See you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to today's show. As a continued listener, we greatly appreciate your feedback, your input, and just downloading the episode every week. If you're a new listener, thank you for hopping on, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we also hope that you continue to join along with us every week as we'll put out new podcasts covering all sorts of Maker topics. Also, be sure to check out MakerVisionPodcast.com, where we'll post valuable resources, tips, tricks, and Maker swag, including stickers, because, you know, makers love stickers. And we'll do this to help your Maker Vision become a maker reality. If you have any questions, suggestions, or any general input about this particular episode or previous episodes, you can reach out to our podcast email at makervisionpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach us on our Instagram, and that's makervisionpodcast. Even better, you can reach out to us directly through my personal Instagram, that is Old South Woodcraft, Trevor's personal Instagram, Maker Experiment, and the personal Instagram of our newest co-host, Martina, at Naughty by Nature Designs. She also runs the Maker Vision Podcast Instagram account, so if you have questions, you can reach out to her either way, and she'll be happy to help. 
Also, if you really enjoyed today's episode, or even if you didn't enjoy, enjoy today's episode, let us know. Give us a review. Hopefully it's a five-star review to show us that, hey, we've been doing good, but if you didn't, tell us what you didn't like about it, because we're happy to hear from you either way. And once again, thank you for being a listener, and we hope to see you next week. 